Welcome to the HR Matters podcast. HR Matters because people matter. This is the place where you can listen to fresh ideas about working together with news and topics that really matter and insights into the changes that you can make in your organization today. This is for anyone who has a keen investment in the people within their organization. Featuring Lisa Dempsey. Hello. Hey, Lisa. And myself, Marjolein Vlug. So, Lisa and I have been doing a lot of work personally and professionally developing and thinking and learning uh, about uh, anti-racism, about Black Lives Matter, about current events that we're, we're in uh, in the second half of 2020. Um, so much learning. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. Uh, which is a good thing and which is expanding our view and uh, expanding our knowledge and expanding what we can do and what we were thinking about and uh, we read some things, saw some things, is that one thing that we are both very interested in also have some skill in is the impact of systemic thinking and the importance of thinking systemically for understanding racism and uh and then choosing actions to change things and that's what we wanted to talk about today uh we'd love to hear how you feel what you think um after you've listened to it to this and yeah today is about us sharing our ideas about where we are right now about perhaps things that we still want to learn but also things that we've picked up so far and that we know so uh systemic thinking it's it's a term that you perhaps have heard already over the past months and, and even years. Lisa, let's first dive into what is this? Why would you want to talk about systems? Yeah, yeah. And when we say systems, it's not like, you know, your computer operating system mm. or, you mm-hmm. know, something that some software engineer has has designed. It's really, you know, understanding that anytime we humans get together, we create systems we create organizations of things and and it's really systemic thinking is understanding that anytime you bring people together they're the individuals who are the acting parts in in the system but there's this system that's also influencing all of the the dynamics and and the interactions Um, and it's really like within organizations it's understanding that within your organization there's a culture, there are all of these unwritten but known expectations mm-hmm. um, and understanding that that system and how that system has potentially been designed and created really influences day-to-day actions. It influences decision-making. Yeah. Um, it's ever-present. You know, it's like that third thing that's always in the room. Frames how you see things. Yeah. Yeah. And the good news about a system is it's constantly changing. It's a living thing. So it's it's constantly on the move. So it's not this thing that you're helpless against. It's more difficult to work with it because it is this invisible piece, but you see it in how people show up. And I think that's where is particularly on the topic of racism or anti-racism specifically within organizations, it becomes really useful yeah. um, because you can, you can see the, the potential systems, or sorry, not the systems, the symptoms. Mm-hmm. 
too many S words, <laughs> symptoms of racism by looking at how things turn up in your organization. Yes. What are the things that are being said or done or maybe not said or not done? Yeah. yeah and some, two great points that I hear from you are, uh, first of all, you know, systems are often the unconscious expectations that people just live by are guided by a few situations from and knowing that that is not the be all and end all only reality only truth only way things can be is an important thing to realize this is how we do but it doesn't have to be that way you know we always have in we always have breakfast with cereal and milk but you don't have to do that it's just right. what we decided to do and then it becomes your habit and it becomes part of the expectation but it doesn't have to be. If you want to have breakfast with rice and beans, then do that. If you want to have breakfast with, with I don't know, spaghetti, you, you can do that. And if you want to, but it's the structure that is in place. That's not necessarily the only way to do things. And the other thing that you said, you know, that can change. And everything you do, every decision you make consciously can help change that system in small ways, in big ways. Uh, but just knowing that this doesn't have to be the reality and especially now with anti-racism that is a big wish for people to change things for things to be different and it can but looking at things from from a systems perspective like you said it's not just one person interacting with the other person it's realizing that there's so much built around that yeah. that is also a factor and one thing that uh, I watched and, and I, I said to you, you watch it as well is a, is a Facebook video that Ijoma Oluo did. So she's the author of the book, So You Want to Talk About Race, and she's quite outspoken about a lot of things. Um, well, this particular video was interesting. She shares a lot of information that, you know, we can have, have opinions and have discussions about, but this particular video was about systemic thinking and the importance of thinking systemically. And she indicated the difference between individual actions, you know, how I as an individual behave with another individual, say I'm working at a company and one of my colleagues is black and, and I talk to them about their experience, for example, that's an individual action you can take. Right. Or Which is valuable. In the show. Exactly. It's very valuable. Something happens in a shop uh, that I don't think is right and I say something about it or I don't. That's a choice. Whatever. That, those are individual actions in your interaction with individuals. It's great if you want to do stuff and if you do act consciously or, you know, make sure that your actions um, do not perpetuate racism in any way or try to, you know in every step you can take but the other thing that you can do in addition to those individual actions is the systems and it's my perspective that it doesn't have to be either or we don't have to all now decide to not do anything individual anymore and not talk to your coworkers anymore and just go for the system right yeah i think that's a very valuable thing to realize and um when we we're talking about earlier you know this system you're part of it you're you're a cog in the system everyone is you are not the whole system so you don't have to be and feel responsible for that whole huge thing because it's quite you know the whole everyone in society is in it and everyone in your company is in the system in your company 
but you can play a part in it. You can work on, on changes in that system. Yeah. And I love that distinction because it's, you know, understanding that it's a part of a system doesn't remove 100% personal mm -hmm. accountability. You know, you can still be responsible for your actions. Yep. You can influence. And yet you don't have to take responsibility and accountability for 100% of everything. Yeah. I think that's something that understanding that is something that makes it feel much more accessible and much more manageable. And I think by understanding it, that it is, it's something that's embedded in a system, this third thing mm -hmm. that's always in the room, it also allows you to talk about it in a different way. Yeah. yeah. And, and the way, you know, racism as a system works is you can decide then like you just said you can as an individual decide i'm not going to go along with this anymore i'm not going to go along with with this system anymore i'm going to step out and, and make a conscious choice and take my responsibility for my actions to be different and that's such an important thing you've mentioned twice now i just want to name it because it is so <laughs> vital conscious being yeah. conscious of it yeah being and aware when, of it yeah when you are aware of it suddenly you have a completely different level of access mm -hmm. to it. So by understanding it through this kind of lens, you know, understanding racism through this lens of systems and systemic thinking and systemic racism, mm -hmm. you can understand it. You raise your awareness about it and you can access it. It's like this whole new path opens up. That's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And what I, what I appreciate is that, um, you know, there's all kinds of systems. There's a, there's a system of racism and there's the system of an organizational culture that is influenced by other systems as well. But there's lots of, you know, there's, there's all kinds of sides to diversity, equity and inclusion that are also systems in and of themselves. You know, the, the system of men being uh, more highly valued than women, the system of heterosexuals being more highly valued than, than other sexualities, all kinds of aspects of diversity and also intersectionality. So people are never only one thing. They're all right, part right. of different parts. They have different parts to their identity um, and, uh, and, and dealing with, with, with all kinds of systems in, um, in, with all those parts of, of who they are and often uh, where there's problem with one part of inclusion there will be problems in other parts of yes, inclusion yes. so where race isn't necessarily treated in an inclusive way usually it means that there are other pieces of the human spectrum that are equally not treated or you know maybe not equally but are missing from the puzzle i'm wondering and i'm i'm guessing that when you see one part of it you might see other parts as well it's like for me it's easier for me to see when racism is a factor and when people are less privileged because they have a different color skin it's easier for me to see that and to see that system and to see that that happening because it's easier for me to see it between in, in the distinction between men and women you know if a woman is disadvantaged it's basically the same dynamic a similar dynamic, it's not the same, it's a similar dynamic to people being disadvantaged because they have, haven't have different skin color. So it can be, it, it can, I, I'm, I'm reckoning it can be helpful to, um, to make that 
comparison in that way. When, when all kinds of other things are different between those types of diversity, looking at it as a, as a system and, and identifying one, then you can get the skill and identify the others can be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, you're absolutely right. It, it unravels. Once you start seeing the dings and the gaps and the broken pieces of one part of the system, you're going to see more. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So how, when you're in an organization, how do you, how do you specifically, what would you advise people to, to start doing? You know, what's, what's a thing that you can put in your to-do list <laughs> rather than think <laughs> about systems to, to work on this. I have some things in mind, but I'd, I'd love to hear what comes up for you, Lisa. Well, there are so many, uh, you know, I think it starts first of all with what it is that you can most easily see and, and access mm -hmm. and genuinely start naming it and start asking for it to change, mm -hmm. you know, it, and it can even be as simple as, Hey, I work in a department and we have zero people of color. Why is that? And how is it that we can change that? You know, I would like to see more diversity. Our, certainly our client base is most likely to be highly diverse. I mean, literally, unless you have designed your organization to only sell products and services to middle-aged white men, yeah. you need to have diversity in your workforce in order to be a successful business. And bronzing That's skin cream for men? I don't know. <laughs> It's important. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it broadens yeah. your your market. It broadens your market. It broadens your access to your market. Mm -hmm. It broadens your ability to genuinely connect with your customer base. Mm -hmm. uh, so really, just you know, looking around and noticing. Okay, so what are what are some of the symptoms of the system? Yeah. Say that ten times fast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what are the symptoms of the system? <laughs> that you see showing up, you know, is there a lack of diversity or do you, you know, maybe there are people of, of a wide variety of ethnicities, backgrounds, races, mm -hmm. but you see them maybe not rising to the same level. You see them yep. maybe not earning the same amount. Yep. Wherever you see those broken pieces of the system, mm -hmm. calling them out and, and asking how can we make this better? together yeah and and what i would love to see is a bigger dive deeper dive into uh backgrounds and causes because because often a reasoning is is stuck on why this is you know where we only are white people in our company because we don't get any people of color applicants well yeah then why is that yeah um because they're not in the pipeline why are they not in the pipeline because they're not i don't know whatever coming from the universities and schools because they're not in the market then why are they not in the market that's interesting that's an interesting question let's not stop there right. uh or uh, uh, i have a company with uh, 50 people and we we had one person from a different different cultural background earlier and that didn't work out or maybe we had two three so we we stopped hiring people from that cultural background then then why uh, why didn't that work out? You know, <laughs> play play three year old and keep asking why. <laughs> yeah, well, keep on that and make room for that. And that doesn't mean that you suddenly have to instantly uh, make changes that you haven't embedded in your system yet. But do work on that and do dive deeper and do other things alongside. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. And 
one thing that I heard in the Luo video that I thought was really useful is to make sure that you hold people accountable, that you put KPIs in place, that you make this an intentional rather than an unconscious behavior choice. Yeah. And support people, help people in meeting those KPIs in, in, you know, in ways that are constructive and set boundaries. You know, it's, it's KPIs. It's where are you going to go? Where do you want to go on the one hand? And it's where do you not want to go on the other hand? Yeah. So make it very clear that um, certain types of, of behavior are in your organization are not acceptable or are warrant a, a very good conversation with a, a manager, an HR person or someone qualified and be clear on that. So be clear that, you know, you're not going to get fired over one uh, racist joke, perhaps, um, but you will get a really good conversation and maybe learn, get to learn some things that you didn't know yet. Yeah. And what I want to, can I just build on one thing there? Cause yeah. I think there's, there's something really important that you're mentioning about boundaries mm-hmm. and it's holding personal boundaries and being willing to speak up about them. And, and there's something that I really hope that, you know, any listener out there who's sort of going, Oh, well, who am I to say something in my organization? I'm, I'm not a manager. I'm not a decision maker. I'm not whatever qualifier you want to put on it. It's really important to make your voice heard when you see things that you doubt or question feel uncomfortable with ask those questions even if they are uncomfortable because your your voice deserves to be heard in your organization and that will also help the organization build in some of the boundaries into the system so build in some of the you know things that are required to make it clear within the organization what it is that is and is not acceptable going forward. So maybe previously, you know, making those distasteful jokes was mm-hmm. kind of accepted and swept under mm-hmm. the table. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of walked away going, yuck, I really didn't like that. Yeah. It's only when you make your voice heard and you voice your boundary mm-hmm. that then the organization can look to also embed that into the system. Yeah, you can pick that up as a signal. Yeah. If you yeah. don't say something, people are going to assume it's okay. Yeah. Thanks it's- for saying that. And what I would love to add to that is if you're not the person who spoke up, who said something, you can also be the person who makes it safe for that person to speak up Yeah. by supporting them, by uh, making it, a, making it a space where, where, where voices and opinions are heard by listening, by saying, no, 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 don't, say no to that person i want to hear them out i want to i want to hear more yeah by making psychological safety (laughs) contributing to that making a a a viable conversation to have and i think anyone can do that even if you didn't even if it wasn't your boundary that was crossed you can you can contribute to making it uh, a voice that is being heard or uh, a conversation that can be had and i think anyone could do that yeah i love that that's such a really important thing yeah, that really matters. It does. It really does. There's one other idea that, w- that I wanted to put out there, and that's just something that came up and that I haven't done any research on yet. But d- perhaps, well, Lisa knows, and, and maybe some of you know, I, I really dig the tool of making employee journeys, employee journey mapping. 
really diving into employee experience. And I'm curious and I'm, I'm investigating and thinking that building employee journey maps for um, people of color, and if you don't have them for people in other areas of diversity in your organization, again, because, you know, if you see one part of the system, you might start seeing an, another part of the system for the system it is as well. Yeah. To dive into those experiences and building a journey map like that, I think that can be useful in these situations. And it's a tool that's out there. It's a tool that you can learn about. You know, there's, there's plenty of information. I can, I can help you with that, but lots of people can Google it, whatever. And it, it is key. It is essential that you really listen, that you create a situation and create a space where people can confidently and honestly share their experiences, share their journey in your organization. And that you're open to whatever they're saying is their experience, not discount it as, yeah, well, that's bullshit. <laughs> right. Um, but I think, I think that can be a really useful tool here to learn about experiences that you haven't, you know, parts of the system that you haven't seen yet because it's not something that chafes for you. Yeah. And that's such an important part of understanding privilege. You know, mm -hmm. Whenever you have privilege, you're not likely to see all of the places where things yeah. chafe or cause harm yeah. because you, by nature, by default, because you're standing in a place of privilege, you're yeah. not likely to see it or understand it. It's going to fall in a blind spot. So yeah. this is understandable. Yeah. And it's up to you to then, you know, find out what's under that blind spot. <laughs> yeah. Well, dig into it, you know, educate yourself, learn about it, ask the questions, get really genuinely curious and say, what's going on? Yeah, be Why? open to different uh, experiences. Yeah, another, another person's experience of your work environment or the actions taken by people in, in the team or the department will be experienced differently by different people. Yeah. My my favorite metaphor for this is, you know, when you're when you're on your bike, we're in Holland, we love bikes, we bike all the time. You think, whoa, this is going so well. I'm oh my energy's up, I'm going so fast, I'm doing great. That doesn't mean that the person going the other way is not experiencing a really, really strong wind <laughs> head <Right>. on. <laughs> you know, when it's going great for you, that might be the wind that someone else does not have in their back, but it has in their face. Yeah. Um, but uh, so if you then, if, if the other person's struggling, it doesn't mean that they're a failure. It could be that there's a really strong wind that you just didn't notice. And it makes sense to, to then, you know, listen to them and, and figure out, oh, I didn't realize that, that was a wind. No, I yeah. Know. Yeah. I didn't know that the wind was helping me, you know, sail along very, very easily and confidently. Yeah. As soon as you know better, you do better. And one thing I do want to just name before we wrap up is, mm -hmm. you know, this, this isn't about some nonsensical, you know, you need to turn your workplace into a, a palace of political correctness. Mm -hmm. This is about the real conversations, the genuine conversations and the real changes and understandings to the systems and the way that we show up with one another yeah. that will make a real difference in the bottom line of your business. Yeah it will absolutely impact the way that your business can be effective. Yeah, yeah. the way it 
the, the financial bottom line, long-term, sustainable, viable, successful, and the human bottom line, both. Well, you need to have the human bottom line in a healthy place in order for the, the financial bottom line yep. to really genuinely, you know, be sustainable and, and be a place that you can grow. That's a nice end note. A place <laughs> where everyone can grow. Exactly. Thank you. Thanks for this conversation, Lisa. It's, uh, it's been a good one. And thanks everyone for listening. You can listen to our podcast directly online. Perhaps you found us there, but it's also easy to find us on your favorite podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, and uh, do hit that subscribe button because then you'll hear about our newest episodes. We'd love to get your rating and review to make it easier for other people to find our episodes. Um, and we'd also be happy to get your feedback and perhaps topic requests or guest suggestions. Mainly, we're always interested in uh, what's on your mind in the workplace. Do let us know. And uh, until next time. Bye. Thanks.